This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon. How are you after your your walk and watching England not quite produce another fairy tale in India? But I saw a lovely tweet that said we think we can win, and it, that's that's all that matters, really. Absolutely, yeah. This England team tend to go against all common logic, don't we? We thought in Hyderabad, there's no chance that England could recover from a deficit of 190 runs and then produced a miracle to win there, and then all common logic would imply that England had no chance of ever chasing 399 to win this Test match. But you saw even in India's way that they played towards the end of their innings, that even they didn't know what was quite enough. Like normally, a lead of 399 going into the last innings of a Test match in India, it's game over, you'd be looking to get sort of more than 100. But you never quite know with this England team. But England ultimately came up short, but it sets the series up beautifully, doesn't it? One leagues. Mm-hmm. They go to Rajkot in ten in ten days' time, and we go again. But yeah, all's well here. Thank you very much. Been for a nice walk today. I had to get out. I had my first winter nets. Last I week. did. And it feels no time day. since we were on one of these calls telling each other we'd had our first winter net last year. Mm, indeed. <laughs> that just proves how much the Preston North and Weekly. Has grown really. I always get stunned because you obviously count the episodes, don't you, when you tweet them? Like episode number. Yeah, yeah. But we are now something like 59 or something. Like 300 or something. 300? Okay. And it's ridiculous to think that I've given up, and you've given up, obviously, hours and hours and hours talking absolute nonsense. Mm. And not just that, you've had to go away and edit them. Now, I know we've got producer Dan on the scene now who can who can take the burden off you. I'm keen to see you for sticking with it. But yeah, really quite stiff in areas that I haven't used since late September. So my shoulder felt this morning like it could easily drop off. But yeah, I had a nice walk earlier on to sort of get myself moving again. My groin's in pain as well. But no, all is well. 
Yeah. You didn't get caught in the torrential rain? No, it never really got torrential here. Don't get me wrong, there was a little bit of moisture in the air and, and the winds mm. started to get Ew. up. That weather really, where you start to get dry lips, it's that time of year yeah. where you, your lips are constantly dry. And, and there's people who get addicted to Vaseline, isn't there? And Carmex. Yes. And, and you can understand why. Yeah. The feeling of dry lips isn't nice. And I suppose when you've got dry lips, you long for that feeling of having moisturised lips. But when you've got moisturised lips, you never really realise that that you, you don't you don't really enjoy the uh, the moisturised lips as much as you should do. It's a little bit when you've got like tonsillitis. You take swallowing easily for granted, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, when I went yeah. to Munich the final day, I had a terrible, terrible throat. And it's yeah. It, yeah. So man- like we've managed to mention yeah. Carmex and Vaseline before Preston North End, which is impressive. <laughs> That's just part of the culture of this podcast. So let's guy Clark's on and he's talking some real insightful stuff. Yes, a different vibe altogether. But I think both have their place. Let's get into it. Money to Sorry. both dances, as David Brent would say. You can always lean on Brent, can't you? And he's always got some quote you can chuck in there. Timeless, isn't it? Timeless. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's at home. Brent, I think. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Talking of David Brent, um, the Office Christmas special was was an option on my flight to uh, uh, to Dubai. I was quite surprised at. I didn't watch it, but um, but I do enjoy the Christmas special. Anyway, carry on. It's a joke. Anything else you want to chuck in? No, no, I've got nothing else to say. Okay, it's football from here on in. I would imagine. Crack, crikey, cue people turning off. Yeah, it looked tough, didn't it? Ipswich at home, and then. I'm just sat there thinking, what on earth? 3-0 up. Incredible. Mm. We had a bit of luck there, didn't we? But we were the much better team in that first half, I thought. Yeah. It all came up in a bit of a haze, didn't it, really? Like, we had a chance in the opening minute through Miller, didn't we? With that lofty ball over the top. And he quite a tough chance, but an opening all the same. And Ipswich, it was bizarre. Obviously, we know they're doing really well in the league, but, but you wondered how for large parts of that. Like, they looked like they were handling hot cakes at the back like they were playing on a hot tin roof almost like with the ball at the feet and I know it's been quite a successful method so far but they look naive on the ball I said obviously North End are better when they've not got the ball and they're able to try to win the ball high on the pitch that's been the sort of method not just under Lowe but under Neil especially that that was our raison d'etre and and here it were again we're always better against teams who, who don't try to make us break them down. Like when they try to play that finer, purer style, we tend to be more at home. And we actually played, in my opinion, the best 11 players we've got. I know that's slightly harsh on Dwayne Holmes because he's also in with a shout. As it happened, he got injured in the war, didn't he? Yeah, I looked at that 11 and I was quietly confident because it just looked like our best team on paper. And as it happens, you, you wouldn't have necessarily been expected to go into half-time with a three-goal lead, but it was it was deserved purely because Ipswich were incredibly naive, and we did what we do really: won the ball out of the pitch and converted chances, which has also been a um, important facet of our game this campaign. A really enjoyable game, all in all. I thought, yeah, the first half was one of them where, yeah, really, really enjoyed it, and obviously they got quite a nice reception 
going off the pitch was which was a nice contrast to the reception that they got at half time against Bristol. But on this occasion, there was gen, genuine appreciation, which was uh, which was nice. It was nice to be a part of. I love the look of the team as well because obviously Mads is undroppable at the moment. But I mean, you've still got to try and get Alan Brown in there, haven't you? Because he's he's shown he can do the other role, and he was. He set the tone early doors, I thought. I thought he looked at Ipswich's team and thought, hell, that looks strong, especially the bench. Yeah. Then he looked at our team and you wouldn't like to play against that, would you? Really? Whiteman, Not really. Brown, Miller, Frockyar, Keane, Reese. That, that, that will cause teams problems, I'm sure it will. A lot of quality in that team. And we've spoken in the past about how, how we like the look of Reese and Keane as an entity, as a partnership. Will Keane's now got 11 league goals. Which is unprecedented, really. it quietly, yeah. I think he's like sixth in the league or something. Yeah, early February. What sort of thing is going on here? So, obviously, the opener is fortuitous to get the deflection. He really ought to have slipped Reeves in, really. But as it happens, it goes in. And it's all won by Whiteman, who did beautifully to win the ball back in midfield, where it became sort of loose. And he won his 50-50 tackle, where he, he went in hard and stabbed it. And that was a nice piece of luck, really, for, for Keane. And yeah, set the tone like you said. So we have got a lot of quality high up the pitch, really. Obviously, when you're not playing particularly well, and the team selecting at times this season, you've raised eyebrows and thought, like at Millwall last week when the team when the team was announced, it's all Ledson over Brown, and you just thought, I just don't really understand that. But yeah, when you get all your best players playing together, I suppose it's no real coincidence that you can cause teams towards the top of the league even some serious problems. I think Keane's one of those really smart, experienced signs, isn't it? I think in this day and age, you're always looking for players that can you maybe sell on and get better and better. But sometimes there is a place for those that are just ready-made to come in and do the business. And he has been exactly that. Shall I just read some of the players he scored more goals than? Joel Piru, Mavididi, Chaplin. He's got more goals than Chaplin. And, you know, Chaplin's been like celebrated as this kind of unbelievable player, hasn't he? So, fair play yeah. to Will Keane. 11 goals. Yeah, kudos to him. He's now scored goals for quite a few years, albeit quite a few years at a low level, but he scored goals in a Wigan team that went down and now he's just hit the ground running at North End. And he's made even more sort of impressive by the fact that he hasn't played every game. Like He's been out injured a few games, there's been a few games where other strikers have been preferred. But yeah, every credit to him. I know North End have been criticised in terms of the recruitment quite a lot. But Mads, or Mass, as I really ought to say, but it's tempting to say Mads all the time. Mass and Keane have been two really, really shrewd quality additions. And we should celebrate that, really. So, yeah, kudos to those involved with those two signings because we're currently starting to reap the rewards. Well, credit Keane, but what on earth was he doing shooting for that first one? <laughs> you, ridiculous, you saw Reese, and he, Reese had started to go like you tool and then he realized it was going it was going in. And yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he had had to pass surely. And really it was a real tame weak effort really. If he didn't take the deflection <laughs> it would have just dribbled into the hands of a shortstopper. But as it happened it went in. And I suppose that's what happens when you when you get in the rub of the green a little bit you you tend to score goals that you wouldn't otherwise score and you got a massive chunk of luck but not that that matters on iota. And the penny's not quite dropped with Reese yet in terms of like he's not quite at the level that he was pre-injury. But you can tell that he's getting closer to that. Yeah. And, and when he does get back to where he was, 
I mean, recently they're going to be, yeah, my word, they're going to be a serious strike partnership at this level. And we haven't been able to boast that for, for a long, long time in this league. And then, and then when you look at the fact that we've got a bloke that we paid like more than two million quid on the bench, I think it is in in Osmanich. Like, that's a, that's a real exciting exciting time. And I guess that kind of accelerates the need or to try and sign Liam Miller because you've been moving forward into next season with a really nice attacking group of players there, and he just seems like he fits in and likes it here, but. As again, you'd imagine it'll be tough to sign him, but you've just got to try. Yeah, look, a player of that quality is obviously going to have admirers in this division. Like, you don't do that to Leeds United that you did on Boxing Day without having some proper quality about you. And it's not really been the same since uh, because teams have tended to do the homework on him, they double up on him, and he struggles to produce those moments of clarity like like he did against Leeds, like he did against Swansea when he came off the bench. But yeah, he's precisely the sort of player that you want to go to deep down and watch, catch him on the edge of the seat. Great to watch. And then imagine we had a player of his quality on the other side as well. Then we'd be wow. Champions League material, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. We'd be right in the mixer. Yeah. But it's worth noting that we've got some we've got some DIY to do at the back. We need we need to sort of we need to do some <laughs> business there. But yeah. The top of the pitch when they're all fit and firing is a genuinely tasty prospect. And that's exciting. It wasn't. We was literally like last week or two, we were questioning, well, what have people got to be excited about and investing for the remaining few months? And, well, I think we found it. I think that is the thing to yeah. get behind. There's no new players. There's no new manager, as a lot of people wanted. But, yeah, there's a team there that you'd you'd want to go and see, wouldn't you, most weeks? So, hopefully, they can just keep doing it. Yeah. And... It's nice to come on here and actually speak relatively upbeat for once. Mm. It's not really yes. been an easy time. And North End have improved after that sort of slump that they had early December, where you thought that the world was going to come crashing down on deep now. Like North I th- yeah, I think lead. QPR was especially flat, wasn't it, yeah. at home? Yeah. I thought, good God. But they played well on Boxing Day against Leeds, and they went to Leeds and played well. OK, they were dreadful in the first half against Bristol, but they came out and won that game. Uh, the point last week at Millwall, albeit from those who were there and I've, and I've chatted to, they were there for the taking. But that point in isolation looks good. It looks even better now. You're going to be you're going to be Ipswich at the weekend. So Northern have improved in terms of the general performances and results, which is good. I think they've got what well, how many points have we got now? Forty two, is it? Yeah. Which is a good plot to be in, really, in early Feb. Like there's a platform there to to maybe even like I'm. I'm getting ridiculously ahead of myself because I don't think we're good enough to do so. But we are only three points off the playoffs. We don't need to look now. We don't. We don't need to look over our shoulder now. We can really. We can really have a bit of a do at this. Again, I don't like using the phrase because it's nonsensical, but it is a bit of a free kick. I think it is. Fourteen points. You're not going to end up in any, anywhere near there. And and to be honest, we've never really been down there, have we? All season, we've kind of been as low as kind of fourteen, fifteen, if, if that. And when you see clubs like Blackburn Rovers in the state they're in, I think they're the, they're the teams that should be worried, aren't they? Christ, what's going on there? Yeah, it's a really interesting one, isn't it, with Blackburn? Because like their supporters, I gather, like really like the manager there. But ultimately, like they're struggling in the league. Like that team that played against QPR, you'd expect to have beaten QPR on Saturday, and they go and 
concede two goals in the space of a couple of minutes. And then there's carnage going on in the transfer with, with them. Like they sell them their asset for 22 million quid, which is great money. And then they go and spend something like 4 million quid on a striker who they can't even get the paperwork right for. It's just utterly embarrassing. When it's not going right on the pitch, all that starts to boil over. And I don't blame John Dahl Thomason for coming out and basically like just looking a real forlorn character at the moment at Blackburn. Like he must think, what the hell have I come into here? Like there were carnage at the end of last season where where mm-hmm. he basically was looking for a way out, really. Quite interesting, just looking at sort of the league table, where we are, where they are, and their supporters are more than happy with the manager and they like the direction they're going in. Whereas, I don't know if it's a large majority or not, but there is a sizable vocal chunk of our supporters who literally can't stand our manager. And I'd rather be in opposition than Blackburn. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Back to us. Frocchio was a joy again, wasn't he? I am absolutely loving him. Like, yeah. He is a bit of a maverick, isn't he? Low socks, glides around the pitch. And then what a wonderful interview that was afterwards. But, yeah, yeah on the pitch, he's gone from looking like, is he? Is this guy going to fit in here? We were questioning it. How does, he, how does he fit in? And now you're thinking, well, he's the guy you build the team around because he could be, he could go beyond our level. Yeah. And he's one of the first names on the team sheet now, especially with that Keen Reese. Combo starting to blossom with him just in the hole in behind. That's really good to see. And he spoke about his relationship with Liam Miller, which was which is a good thing as well. But in that interview that he alluded to, I really really enjoyed that interview. He just came across as if like the the sport hasn't scarred him at all. Like mm. he's innocent. He just loves doing what he does. And I love watching him. And he has improved a lot since he first arrived here. He rubbished the claims that he doesn't do any like, like defensive work, but that. That part of his game has massively improved. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, he, he runs around the pitch more, ultimately. Like, he harasses he harasses their sort of deeper midfielders a lot more than he was doing. He gets in much better positions to sort of defend and attack. And, yeah, yeah this guy's an absolute joy. He's going to be a cult hero for a long time. And the people around me absolutely fuming when he came on. And you can understand that because, like, he was a point of difference. He was... If we were going to get another goal and he was the man to sort of create it, you felt. Mm. Albeit, I can understand what the manager was thinking, trying to sort of solidify the lead. But, yeah, I'm glad he got that ovation. And then when he was more or less refusing to leave the field of play, fuming with Graham Scott because of that ridiculous incident where where the keeper again gets himself into a complete hole and, and ends up flapping the ball away with his hands, which I 
still now can't believe it wasn't spotted and, and now we could mass. But yeah, what an absolute joy he is. I think the consensus with that seems to be that it should have been an indirect free kick, but not a red yeah. card. Yeah. Because it wasn't... The, the, it's so wordy, those rules. There's a bit about after a restart, but then a bit about if you deny a goal-scoring opportunity, you're meant to get sent off, but only after a restart. So I just I just lost my head with that. I'm like, what does that even mean? But yeah, I, yeah, it's I'm, like you can get away with it once, but if you do it again, then you're going, which is mental yeah. when you're handling the ball four yards out from goal when you've got a striker bearing down and just stabbing yeah. it in. But we've not just kicked off, so it's fine. Yeah, I'd, no idea. But that was a big moment. And then obviously they get back into it, don't they? Because Kiefer Moore just caused absolute havoc. He's a presence, but also brilliant with his feet, isn't he? Yeah, he's a useful player to bring off the bench. That's for sure. I actually thought when he came on, and it was naive of me to think this now, because he's obviously better than what they already had on the pitch, really. But when he came on, I thought it might suit Lindsay especially more that he's coming on. Like more of a battle especially in the air, like winning headers, like defending territory, really. But that was nonsense because Moore was, was brilliant when he came on. He just looked the best player on the pitch. And it also caused Ipswich to stop playing around at the back. They went more direct. It just caused a lot of carnage, really. North End tended to get deeper, like Mad spoke about in the press after the game. And that just invited pressure. But yeah, like you said, that was a massive moment when the keeper handled the ball because at that point it would have been 4-0 and there's no chance that Ipswich would have come back from that. And it would have been relatively plain sailing from that point on mm. had we averted the indirect free kick. But yeah, kudos to Kiefer Moore, quality player. Sort of player that could propel Ipswich into the Premier League. Just mm. a lot of quality there. Have you ever seen Preston score an indirect free kick? Off the top of my head, I was struggling to think of one, but no doubt they will have done. Yeah, I, I can't even think of us having one, never mind scoring. Would have been interesting, could have been a first. Well, you can imagine Gallagher like lacing one in, can't you? But I don't think he did. Yeah, just imagine being on the line and Gallagher was lining <laughs> up from 40 <laughs> yards out. It'd be, like, it'd be like being part of the firing squad or getting aimed at by the firing squ- mm. squad. We actually before their first goal, we actually Liam Miller has a great chance to play someone through, doesn't yeah. I didn't I didn't realise how yeah close that was and then they literally go and score I'll be honest at 3-2 I was fully expecting 3-3 I thought they were just going to score again it was orange shirts camped around our box that Hutchinson is unbelievable I can't believe he doesn't start and ever I've seen him for Ipswich he's he's absolutely brilliant and when I've seen them on telly they they always seem better after subs I I just think they've got a really good squad haven't they but we did well to see it out because they they were absolutely throwing it at us weren't they to be fair, you looked at their bench pre-game. I spoke to Mick Whittle about this, and we're both saying like, that bench is an absolute joke. Yes. Especially when you consider that they've come come up after being in League One. Like their squad is is outstanding. I know they've spent some money, but to every credit to them, they look a club in, going in one direction. But yeah, you're right about Miller. He's a little bit tame in that area. You'd rather him to overhit the three ball as opposed to not quite get the contact, and then after that sort of weed committing men and then when the ball is sort of hung up into the air there's only one winner and that's going to be keeping <laughs> them all yeah you're right I just thought it it would end at least 3-3 maybe even 4-3 like the whole stadium was was like Petrified. an absolute wreck <laughs> especially me like at one point I was close to going on my knees like I was that nervous but once they scored the second goal which was like comically poor defending how on earth are the two of them on the six yard area having a poke 
Mm. Like, that was really poor. After that, I don't recall them having a glaring opportunity. No, it was just like, like crosses, wasn't it, and stuff yeah. and in and around. I, it's horrible, isn't it, when they're in and around your box and just yeah. putting it's crosses right. in. Ugh. Yeah. I, I've got a better view now, but when I used to sit in my season ticket seat, the invincible side of the Kelly, and you can't really see what's going on. And you just no. all you can That's eventually right, see is the net bulge or not, can't you? Yeah. And LA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I nearly asked my brother this. It's easy to answer in hindsight now, but would you have rather been three two up that North End were, or would you rather have that momentum that people rock on about that Ipswich clearly had? <laughs> I'd rather be winning. But I don't think we can. Ha- I don't think we're good at that at all of sitting back and hanging on. I don't think we should do it. I get it at three nil. You maybe think, yeah, we're as yeah. good as we're as good as home and dry. But at three, yeah, I think every time we sit back and try and do that, I know we did it at Norwich. We got a point, but we look like we're going to concede. So yeah. I agree with Mass. I'd keep. I'd keep trying to score goals. I agree, especially when we've already suffered the heartache of, of conceding goals. At least on Boxing Day, we tended to sit in Southampton. Not sure whether we did actually, but but they did score late, and then you just you just expected Cardiff. them. Cardiff, of course, yeah. Obviously, ten men. Yeah. yeah, we got there in the end, and it was a really really enjoyable ninety minutes of football. For I came off the email and thought, you know, you really got your money's worth there, and a, mm. and a big win against a good team. So, yeah, all in all, came off the email, absolutely delighted with that. That is a f- genuinely fantastic three points, isn't it? It really is. I saw a stat what? that we are we are the only team outside the top ten to beat Ipswich, I think. Yeah. That's Ryan, like Ryan, Ryan Lowe made that point in his post-match, and first thing they did was immediately check it, because he yeah. is prone sometimes to throw <laughs> throwing these things around, and they're not true, but that, he's right with that. Only the fourth defeat in a season. I think it might be top six. Yeah. They lost, they lost to Leeds early on. Let me have a look. They lost to Leeds early on. They drew with Leicester, didn't they? Both games. Lost yeah. to West Brom. Lost to Leeds. And then got thumped at Leeds 4-0 as, as well. So, yeah, Leeds twice, West Brom and us. So, yeah, West Brom are fifth. So, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great great win, that. And uh, there was they're a, a good side, you can tell that. They've got some real good players there and they play yeah, really yeah. nice football. So, if you supported Ipswich, you wouldn't be overly disheartened by the game of the weekend and you you've got a you've got a right to be excited by what by what your club could possibly do. And there was a familiar face watching on from the Tom Finney stand, wasn't there? Ooh. Wow. Wow. Indeed. He's back. Maybe it was maybe it was time to bow down to the bow down to the king. <laughs> um, I wonder what he was doing here. Because he obviously left in that sort of mess really. And then he came back with Derby and was greeted with Billy Davis, you're a wanker on repeat for the for most of the 90 minutes, as, as I recall, albeit I was seven or eight at the time. I remember actually when he came back and Derby scored relatively late, I think, and Beatles, and like the dugout erupted. Like it went off. Really? So like, that's, that's quite hard to stomach, really, I think. Yeah, he's back. He looks a little bit older than he did. Well, yeah. I seen a, I saw a podcast with him a few months ago, and I thought he looked really well. And then I saw that picture, and he, he looked yeah quite quite elderly, really. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why why he came back. I know I know he came back as a paying punter, didn't he? I don't think the Riddler allowed him into the exec box. Just imagine the chaos that would have caused. It's 
Sister Riddler was next to Billy Day, which was not going to go sit such. Like the yeah. rumour mill would, would literally go into overdrive. It is interesting timing why he'd come back and watch North End, because to my knowledge, he hasn't shown any interest after leaving and since. So it's bizarre time. He's trying to get himself into the spotlight once more. He's had a yonks out of the game, hasn't he? Like it must be 10 years. Ten, he's yeah, 10 point. years, yeah. But his record is is outstanding in the championship. Whether it would stand the test of time in this championship remains to be seen. Albeit, I think it probably would. Very interesting. I wonder. I wonder why though. I wonder why he was there. That's that, that's all I'd ask. Why now? Albeit, you want to get back in the spotlight, but but why would you go in the search on finish stand and watch Preston North and against Ipswich? I bet people had to do double takes. Like imagine, imagine you're buying a pie and you just turn around and Billy Davis <laughs> stood there. Like, bloody hell. Because he was a massive manager for us, wasn't he? And he's not really he spoke about his time here much. He's not been seen. He's not been elsewhere. And then he just pops up at Preston versus Ipswich. It was a good game yeah. for him to see, I guess. But... Of course he was. And and I bet I bet he was actually quite... I bet he felt warmth when, obviously, he had people going up to him for a picture. Because he yeah. didn't leave here in the best of terms. And, obviously, he, he did a great job here. That's yeah. why he's last manager to take us to the... Championship playoff final and sort of enough, great enough sport, times but... probably passed, hasn't it? People have probably forgiven yeah. him. Time's a healer. Time is a um, healer. And the nostalgia of people who used to go on back then and, and really enjoy watching North End win because they barely ever lost, really, back then. You can understand why people longed for those days back. But yeah, not sure it, it particularly helps what, what North End are trying to do now, having. I mean, a ghost of their past return. Like, imagine when they got beat against Ipswich and Billy Davis in the stands. People would be thinking, well, why is he in the stand? He needs to be in the dugout. It'd be great if Wesley popped up on town in the next, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure he'd quite get the same reaction <laughs> or reception. Although, I still think he'd have people going up for the pictures because, again, like Wesley, he was hated towards the end of his time here. But I reckon at most. Can you really hate him now, still? Oh, you'd reflect on. Well, Wesley is, is, yeah, like you say, lovable. A bit of a comedy figure. Again, going back to David Brent. Like a bit bit like that. Yeah, indeed. On to Cardiff. I'm ready to see a half-decent game there. Crikey. Been, I think I've been two or three times now, and it's been dross. So yeah, it's just well, one of them tough places to go that we never seem to play particularly well at. But we're going in confidence after the win, aren't we? So our last two trips, they've been nil-nil. I think our last two trips, they've been nil-nil. And then prior yeah. to that, we went together for the FA Cup game. Mm, after you'd snored the entire night and I had not a second of sleep. Well, we enjoyed watching James Anderson and Stuart Broad batting out for of the course. draw in Hobart, I think it was. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe Melbourne, England drawing a test match in the Ashes, which which is no mean feat in Australia, especially with that ridiculous England team who was turned to watch and, and just lost every game they played. Yeah. yeah, that was quite an enjoyable time. We had a nice curry the night before in Cardiff, didn't we? It was, yes, uh, yep. Yeah, it was nice. Lockdown times. Yeah, I've been meaning yeah. to go out round Cardiff's High Street ever since, but not been able to. Mm. Not been able to do so. It looked quite good, didn't it? It was. It, it was alive. Good. Yeah, are you going overnight this time or not? I think I'm driving on Friday night. Yeah, because I don't trust the trains, and they're they're pretty horrible to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. and I don't want to do the whole drive in one day. So, go down maybe Friday, come back could. after the match. Yeah, maybe you could paint the town brown on Friday night. Maybe. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, we can go into that game with confidence. Like I said, North End are improving slowly 
And if they get the best players on the pitch again, like they did at the weekend, then maybe we can see another good result. Cardiff won it. Uh, was it Watford they won at? Cardiff yeah. on Saturday. So like, it's not as if they're going in without confidence as well. I anticipate a goalless draw, as tends to be the case at Cardiff. Mm. I think a point would be a good one. And if we avoid defeat, I think I think we can leave Cardiff relatively pleased. Go there and have a go. I would hope to see. I'll give you 20 seconds to answer this quiz question because I can't be bothered to start another meeting. December the, right. December the 4th, 2010. I have no recollection. You may do. Yeah, I, I remember Michael Tong scoring a free kick with Drew Walton. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Again, again, that was the year we went down, so that was one of the great points. I think they might have scored late to level it. They did. Andy Keogh, 1-1. One, one. So, so it wasn't a great... Darren game. Deadman, the referee. Interesting. I'm driving to Cardiff and my brother's going to drive back. Yeah. Wow. On the day? Oh, yeah. Lovely so, stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going, actually. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be in a springy mistake with North End at the minute. After literally never wanting to go on ever again in early December, now I'm back and I'm, I'm bang up for Cardiff and I'll see you all in the Welsh capital. This podcast was produced by Viva. It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.